Yo, 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 it's the white show. The blackness. Keep the game on. the white show welcome 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 back this is the 13th episode if this your first time listening i always start my uh shows off the same way i like to give thanks to all my supporters my listeners uh thank y'all for sharing the comments the inboxes the feedback that y'all give man i really 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 appreciate it man y'all keeping me going y'all keeping me amped up i'm getting better and better the topics is getting deeper more meaningful but i'm still keeping my swag on it it's the White Show. Uh, so we got two special guests here today. I'm going to get uh, give them a chance to get themselves an uh, introduction real short. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, with my good friend, Mr. Darian Thomas. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Darian Thomas, Mr. Thomas. Representing the education. All right, all right. And then we got uh, my other good friend, Jerrica. Go ahead. Hi guys, my name is Jerrica Lodge, a spring, I'm sorry, summer 13 graduate of Florida a University. Okay. All right, thank y'all, thank y'all for the for that intro. Uh, so, we're just gonna get into it, man. We're not gonna hesitate. Uh, I kinda wanna, you know, just get a little background. Uh, what we're doing today is, uh, it's, it's basically the HBCU versus uh, PWI. If you don't know what that means, that is Historical Black College or University and a private white institution or predominantly white institution. So, uh... That sound bogus, just even representing. Yeah, yeah, either way you want to put it, but uh, that, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what we on today. Uh, that's what we're going over. Uh, we just want to kind of compare the two. Uh, so it's a big topic out there. A lot of people talk about it daily. You know, the, the biggest misconceptions, pros and cons, all that good stuff. So I had to get my, my experts in this subject matter. Um, if y'all heard before, I'm a college dropout. I know a little bit, but uh, I need my graduates who had the full experience. So, um, yeah, let's get to it. Uh, first thing hey. I want to I wanna kind of ask y'all, uh, are y'all first generation? Either one of y'all? No? No. Okay, okay, that's good. Um, I mean, how many, how, how far does it go for y'all? Uh, for me, it's as far back as my grandparents. Uh, both of my grandparents are HBCU grads. Both of my parents are HBCU grads. Mm-hmm. For me, myself, I actually did not go to an HBCU. Okay. But uh, what they taught me is just like value in education. Because once upon a time, when they came out, if they could have went two miles away from right. the beach in Boca Raton, they may have, but... You know, they just weren't really letting them in. And what school did you go to? Florida Atlantic University. Okay. Boca Raton, two miles from the beach, literally. All right, all like, right. That was college for me. Like, when I was born, I kind of went down to the beach and ran a few miles <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, you, you got lucked up by the beach, too. I I, I can I can see why that's cool. Jerrica, what about you and your uh, family history? Well, for my family, um, my parents are both graduates of Bethune-Cookman University, or Bethune-Cookman okay. College at the time. <laughs> right, boo. My her parents did not attend. Well, my mom's dad, uh, he went to FAMU. He didn't graduate. But if you know who Bob Hayes is, then that is hey. my grandfather of Florida AM, you know, legend. 
but I was up. able to follow in his footsteps. You know, out east. But I was hey. able to follow in his footsteps <laughs> and attend fam. So that is my dad's people. My grandma, she stopped in the eighth grade. So okay. she never got hired in uh, eighth grade. But, you know, thankfully, my parents okay. did their thing. All right. And then I guess my experience as far as um, my people, uh, my mom did go to college for some time. She went to the University of Florida for two years. And my dad went to the military, so, yep, that's me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, as far as outside of that, what I want to jump into first, uh, the biggest the biggest thing that we can start with, I guess, is uh, race barrier. Are we going to start with, with Jericho first? Okay. Uh, I guess, what was the comfort level? Was the culture shock? Like, as far as the race barrier at HBCU, because that's the side you're speaking on. Well, for me, I grew up on the north side of Jacksonville, okay. so I never went to a school that wasn't predominantly black. Um, so for me, when I got to fam, you know, it was just like I always, it was just like home. So I always, always, you know, went to a black school. I always, always been at black schools. I always went to exactly. I went to Highlands Elementary School, Highlands okay. Middle School. I went to Reebok. So, so bad, my mama would not. <laughs> so for me, you know, I always been around, you know, black people. So okay. I've been around Bethune, going to homecomings, going to football games. When I got a fam, See, it wasn't nothing new. So I was just got, on the other side. That's what you call a pipeline. Yeah, I, I was find, just on the other side. I'll tell you when I found out about FAMU, when I was graduating high school. And the crazy thing is, <laughs> I had never been on FAM's campus until I went for orientation. But you knew about I, yeah, you knew I what knew the about ABC it. was, yeah. you've been around the school, yeah, so, so that exposure, you yeah, know, for kinda, me it was so it wasn't nothing. It really wasn't a race barrier. I mean, did you see other races? I mean, I did, you know, when I was at Hollis Middle back then before they ocean up Ocean Way, you know, it was half, half and half. So we had our race wars, we had our fights. Definitely. But even still, you know, side. all them was north side, you know. That was Northside white so kids. What about, so what about being at HBC? Obviously, I know, but I want to know. Well, of course, fam yeah. is very multicultural, and that's one of the things you know. I hear the stereotypes like fam is all black. No, if y'all actually came on campus and saw it's when you come to black. majority right. black, it is. But when you come and see our volleyball team and the softball mm -hmm. team and the golf team, and you come to the pharmacy building and the nursing building. Listen, it is very diverse on that campus. The football team, you'd be surprised. The, the number okay. of nine African Americans that are at FAMU. Okay, uh, Mr. DT, go ahead. It, it, it's your turn, Miss. You know, PWI side. What was your comfort level? Was it a culture shock? Um, what's what's your? There was never a barrier for me. It was like, okay, this my school, and this where we go. So once I seen it, it was like, okay, everybody might not look like me. And what was your experience growing up? Was it? Cause you heard how Jericho's was, it was predominantly all black for the most part, or you know, a diverse school growing up. I'm from Jacksonville. Now, obviously, we went to the same school. <laughs> so I'm from Jacksonville. I know you're from Jacksonville, but I'm gonna know your school, your schooling. This is what I'm asking. Cause I got it. You know, me and you went to the same school till we got to high school, right? <laughs> See, I'm from Jacksonville, and just you can't think Jacksonville is just all. Oh. It's not. Jacksonville is huge, you know? So you have your diverse cultures here where you grew up at, like you here. So my first, my background, you know, I went to Reigns High School and was like, okay. yeah, everybody's black. And I loved that. Yeah. Cause that was my first time. First you know, experience. at Donnell Cookman at San Mateo. That's what I want to get to. That, yeah. It's like, okay, Come on, maybe Mateo, it's the norm. That's, that's first but when I got to Reigns, <laughs> it was like, yo, 
Yeah, that's my a big teacher jump. actually likes me. You know, that's a big jump. Like my teacher actually like wants to she help me, you. like big time. You know, so you know as far as college went. Was it Once I came out of the reins, I felt like there was nothing I couldn't do. Okay, so you, you basically saying you had the tools that you needed, so you didn't. It wasn't a necessity for you to go to a, a HBCU, but you felt that you were, you were strapped. You were good. I felt like I seen what I needed to see. Yeah. I knew how to talk to people, no matter what color you are. Okay. Yeah, no matter how you so, look. It was like, you um, know. But that's your experience. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to force I ain't going to force no experience on you. Your experience was there was no race barrier. No. At a private white institution. No. I can dig that, man. That's, I rock with that. Um, what effect did it have on you as far as like music style, fashion, you know, your social life? Cause like you said, you went from a black high school to, or not even black high school, just a black culture to a PWI. And I'm, I'm going to you cause we are gonna bounce back to Jericho. But what was that? Was it a difference? Did it, you know, I don't know. Okay, with the PWIs, like Starbucks is like the spot to be. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> look, I've been to Starbucks one I time. I know how my to whole make life. every drink Starbucks says. <laughs> I worked at Starbucks. Barista. I was there. I was I there. Like, no, that's the right thing. That's just what I be hearing. Right. I know how to make every. And like the guy, like just hanging out, they be like, yeah, man, you want to hang out at Starbucks? Like the. That's the spot. Yeah, like it's where you want to be. And I was like, okay, let me go in there. But. Just having to know how to make all the drinks. I think that's like, you know, how you need three pumps of vanilla. <laughs> you feel me? Really you can make it at that. home. <laughs> Go ahead, Jerrica. What, what, I, I'm pretty sure. Go ahead. Well, I just want to say, first of all, um, family, we finally got us a Starbucks and we have Chick fil A on campus. So we'll do yeah, that because we didn't have that when I was there. Ooh, so but um, as far as culture and fashion and all that, like, fam, until you experience it and you go and see it for yourself, it is really a daily fashion show in the campus of Florida and University. Like, it can be just a regular set Friday. Everybody gonna be dressed up. Come home, come a week. If you're not dressed up and you're not together, it's like, you're gonna feel some type of way. It's over. Because these girls gonna have them net checks. They gonna go and get their bundles now. They got their wigs and their lace fronts Different on. Things. They done hit Fashion Nova up oh, and Boohoo. Like, they done gave them all their money. They just had so, them yeah, we just had, we just had uh, Governor Square. We just had Governor Square. <laughs> so, they was hitting up uh, Level 21. Still. And, you know, <laughs> okay. And still So, you know, they was just hitting up the stores, and it's funny because when you from places like Jacksonville, uh -huh. like the dudes here don't really dance unless they whoop. But when you get the fam, you what? got the Miami boys doing Bruh. every dance that they you. can think but look, of. He, he, he down south. Right, like, it's just, I love it because you get the you get so much exposure to things that you wouldn't normally see if you just yeah, we didn't know that was five hours down the road. Right, man. like, I'm in... And I was right down there. I'm in Tallahassee, like... Well, no, I know. I'm just saying in general yeah. for somebody coming from... Jack most people coming from Jacksonville... And it's the same coming from where they at. Because when we got yeah, there, they like didn't know Jacksonville. what Jacksonville what is a, was. What is a Duval? We knew what Miami was, but people, some people didn't know the culture. They right. only see what they see on TV. Like, oh, I thought Duval was a person, because that's yeah, all y'all screamed out. Me, like, so we, that, we wrecking the crib. Yeah, let me get my part on the first part. I, I didn't get my part on the race barrier. For me, it was a straight culture shock. I was blown <laughs> away completely. Elementary school, like, me and DT went to San Mateo, Darnell Cookman, those... San Mateo, you was either black or white. 
that was it. We used to have race fights too. In yeah. the bathroom, jump on the white boys. They used to jump us too. I wasn't in on that. I was in class. He, he said he wasn't, but okay. <laughs> I was in class. Life, okay. Middle school, Darnell accelerated middle school. So we had some of the top students in the city of Jacksonville, and uh, so they say. What they say? <laughs> so they say, cause I damn so wasn't the top. I, I'd be looking at my mama to this day, like, baby, I don't know what you thought about putting me in that school. I made it. I made it. Right. Got to Wilson. Wilson was mixed because we had a lot of foreign exchange students. Yeah. I guess there was a war going on at the time in Bosnia. So yeah. we had a lot of people from Bosnia come to our school, and we had a lot of people who were from African descent come to our school. So it was real diverse. But when I got to FAM, you, I wasn't even supposed to go to FAM. What condom? My, my best friend put me on. And if y'all know who that is, y'all know. My I dog. knew I knew nothing about FAM you. I was supposed to go to BCC. It was between BCC and South Carolina State, because I got hurt my senior year. So both of those schools were going to give me a track scholarship. Uh, BCC wasn't gonna give me as much, and I was gonna have to pay out the pocket, and then I just didn't want to go to South Carolina State. I just didn't want to go to South Carolina State, so it's like I had to make a decision, and then I applied to FAMU kind of late. They finally sent me my acceptance letter, and I was like, you know what? They kind of cheap. They cheaper than all of other yeah, schools. Yeah. Let me go to FAMU. Well, I went to orientation. Lord Jesus, I was on the highest of seven hills. And it was hot. And it was hot. You and seen that beautiful changing. melanin, didn't you? What? That's I what you saw. That That's what you like. That's what you like. You like them black women, you, bro. Let me tell you the real reason. I've never seen that many black people in one spot you at like one it. time, ever. You like it, bro. Just <laughs> say, you, say you like it. Let everybody hear you say it. <laughs> Talking about I like it. I, that shit blew me away. I was like, yo, I like, never said in class at FAMU. This shit crazy. And hell. I sit on that campus many days. <laughs> Look. For that purpose. I'm trying to tell you, yes. man. Movement day. I couldn't wait for my mom and daddy to leave. Like, man, y'all got to go. Y'all yes. got to go with y'all waiting on. Now I can unpack that. Just sit okay, right now. Okay. You I'm can. Good. I'm good. Slide. I got yeah. it. Just let me. Just hit me up tomorrow. You ain't gotta let me know when you get back. Okay. Just hit me up tomorrow. Cannot be. You all at phone party. Well, oh. man, come on. I thank my best friend to this day for telling me that, bro. Because even though I ain't graduate, I got the, some of the best experience. So that race barrier, That's that it. was a complete culture shock. Uh, music style and fashion. It's all about that experience. It, it, it helped me uh, a lot because coming from Jacksonville, I didn't have that much culture with it. It was... Uh, <laughs> I had my Jacksonville culture, but to anybody outside Jacksonville, they don't understand right. what we got so going much on, how we dress, how we talk, with everything. I didn't change any of that. I just, I just changed how I dress, but I still kept it true. I, I'm from Duval. That's gonna be me all the way. Havana but, Joes. You know, Havana Joes. I had my little goals. You feel me? My clothes was big. I'm from Duval. I can't hide that. People gotta grow. You know what I'm saying? I still talk the same. That's me. But I just dress different. Ain't nothing changed with the clothes. I hear that. But that as far as as far as I'm concerned, that's 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 really uh all I can get from as far as like style and fashion. Uh when it came from Fan You, so that's cool with me. I mean, I I, I ain't really have to trip on that. that that's all I wanted from it. So since I'm the outsider looking in, like, what was style and fashion like at FAMU? 
Like, just give me like a brief synopsis of what the student looks like on the way to class. Well, it just depends on, uh, honestly, where the person was from, like their region. Like, my freshman year, all the Miami, you could tell Miami. Oh, man, like, Miami, off they got Tim's on. Because we the Miami girls, they had Tim's, they gonna come with ripped jeans, they gonna have these diamond belts on. on. Like, <laughs> y'all don't even know it's what cold 90, is. And y'all got outside. Tim's. You got on Tim's and ripped jeans. Right, ripped jeans. But look, I can't jeans. talk, DT. Guess what I got on? A Nietzsche 5X shirt. Right. Jean, with tree fit. Jean pants. With a Havana Joe's, you know. It's 90,000 90, degrees outside. I got a book bag on, a whole back wet when I get to class. You nah. gotta have books with you. And then at the same you time, yeah, you know. Yeah, I was very studious my freshman year. You gotta look prepared. Then once you got there, you know, we there for a semester. That's when Party Like a Rock Star came out. So then everybody started yeah, doing the whole, the whole rock star thing, you know. That's when, uh, what was the song Gucci had? Um, Come on, I'm showing my age now. I can't even remember the That's name. That's probably why I got all these tattoos. Uh, uh <laughs> I can say lemonade, but I don't know. No, that came lemonade. out of high school. The ice cream um, paint job song was out. Oh yeah, awesome. Daryl, so ice cream paint job, all day. that. You know, all the party like a rock star, Soldier Boy, oh, Soldier Boy era. That's what it was. You can if Lil Wayne rapping on them. Like you threw all the old rappers out and listened to the new ceilings and the dedications. It's all good, but we all got our fashion. How we get it? Y'all stay tuned, we got more coming. It's the White Show. Welcome back. Hope y'all enjoying this, man. Let's get back to it. So, as far as life, life after school, when it's coming versus uh, HBCU versus PWI, uh, Jericho, you go first. What, what's, uh, I say, I give you three points. Success rate, uh, respectable level of your degree, I guess, coming from that school, and then, uh, just, I guess, what you carry from from going from that college life to adult life. And I know it's a loaded question, but you know. <laughs> okay, well, um, for me, it has been very, I would say, successful. But I, I would say, I guess it depends and it determines what your major is. Because I know, I myself, I was in cardio. So I had to take my exit exams and mm -hmm do all these things after graduation to even get to uh, working in my career field. Right. So for me, once I passed those exams, then I mean, it was easy. Cause fam, we have a good nursing school, we have pharmacy. Uh, most of our medical programs are very successful. Definitely. So Got it was easy for me. Uh, let me see. After graduation, just, you know, I mean, it has been easy for me not I know a lot of SBI grads and a lot mm. of those people, I mean, they have gone and have done wonderfully. Wonderful. Like, okay. they are starting businesses, they have homes, it's just, you know, it's 
It just depends on your major. Like, you fam definitely stories? prepares you. You heard any stories as far as, like, uh, the degrees with certain... Because I guess some of the stereotypes that sound like, I guess, with the weight that it is. Not being credible. Yeah. I've never heard a story. I've never experienced a time where me being a graduate from FAM has lessened me getting a job mm -hmm. from anywhere. I've never heard of anyone else that hasn't had success rate being a Florida and them graduate. Okay. Like, if you know you prepared to go in that interview, they're going to look at your degree, but at the end of the day, as long as you do what you need to do, and that's all that matters. Especially the way how things are today, like, they, some people are not necessarily looking at that. That's starting to kind exactly. of fade. Long as Sometimes you... you just need a degree. Right. But um, I just want to, you know, that's a, that's some of yeah. the misconceptions that and, can be out there. So that's why, you know, I want to. And being a part of the family is always somebody you can call, text, or tweet right. that you can find that'll help you get a job anywhere. Exactly. Okay. Well, go ahead, um, Darren. I cannot follow that up. Like, that's the epitome of having an opportunity and taking advantage of it. Yeah. You know, like, I just looked at the look on her face. She lit <laughs> up. Just talking about her school. That, that's how it is. That's how it is. But I want to know, I mean, just from your experience. Like, I love college. I love what it did for me. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, took, it gave me opportunities when I look at her talk about her university. What about your university? Because this is what I got you here for. I need I need your experience from what you got from your university or what you feel like your university does outside of school, if you do know, if you don't. It's education. Right. It's, it's education. Education. education creates the opportunity for you. Whether you go into the Navy, whether you learn how to cut grass, mm -hmm. whether you want to be a carpenter, whether you want to make beats, whether okay. you want to make music, whether you want to do a podcast. You want to be a track coach. Yeah. <laughs> Something going to create the opportunity for you. You got to maximize on it. You have to take advantage of it every time. And when you take advantage of it, you might learn, like, you know, maybe this wasn't my route. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have went to this Okay. PWY. Let me go try this HBCY. Maybe I shouldn't have went to college. Maybe I should go try the military. Maybe I shouldn't have went nah, to the military. Nah, be, Let I'm me be, try this podcast. I'm going to be real with y'all because I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm pulling from this. So what how, what I'm getting from this is with the experiences, in my, from my personal opinion, I see more of a collective, tight-knit community as far as the, the explanations that Jerick has given with HBCU. And what I'm hearing from the PWI side, everything sounds kind of, and no disrespect, sound kind of generic. It's just, you know, you get your education, you get, you know, it sets you up for the world, but I need more than that. Like, what are your experiences? Is there, are you connected with people when you leave that school? Can you call on somebody? Can you go back to that school and still have the respect level and things of that nature? And things of that nature. So I, that's, that's what I, I'm I'm seeing, and that's why I'm trying to pull deeper what you went through, because I don't want to make it seem like, well, HBCU just so much better. I love my HBCU, but not to say you can't get nothing from PWI. And I can, because those guys will never forget me because of the work mm -hmm. I put in. Like, so we really a ran... Personal, a personal input. It's not personal. We ran 5110s. Okay. Yeah, like, we lined up next to each other and ran 50 110-yard sprints. Yeah, we really ran the stadiums. We really lifted weights. We really got up on the light pole and lifted it. 
Like, we really did this. Y'all listen to a, a, a former college football player, very <laughs> right. successful, by the way. Talking about gases, in sprints, all that. Four gases. Four gases. <laughs> For my guys who went to Google, type in the Google Darian Thomas with an argument with his head coach. Oh, yeah. He made me run some gases after I scored. Yeah. But this man built the great University of Miami program. Howard Schnellenberger. One time for him. Okay, I see you. Yes, sir. Yeah, he understood what it meant. Talk your shit. And nah, he didn't talk nothing. He didn't say you. nothing to you. <laughs> I'm talking about you. Yeah. And I want to learn from him. He didn't say nothing. He wasn't talking. He gonna look at you. He ain't had no whistle. He put his hands in my some whistle and just, oh yeah, it's time to go. And see what I, to be honest, what I see is it seems like it's more from, and it's because I know you. It's more of an inner, the way you, what you went through earlier before you got to college, again prepared you before you got there. So, your experience was. To me, it was more within, is what I'm saying. Like, you might have joined, you might have had people that went through it with you, but your journey seemed more within yourself going through it versus somebody really feeling it. So you, you named the football aspect, but, you know, from the other questions I asked, it didn't seem more personalized. You get what I'm saying? Most of it is, is within, and a lot of our struggles, we keep them within. We're not going to say anything to anybody about them. Mm. We'll go through whatever it is, the mask it. I might right. run an extra sprint. Mm. I may do an extra lift. Nobody really knows, like, how do you feel? Like, when they look you in your face and ask you, like, what are you thinking about? What's going on? Like, how do you feel? Like, what's going on? Tell me about it. Like, tell me about it. Nobody asks those questions. All right. Nobody asked those questions. So that's what that's what I'm trying to get to. Nobody asked those type of questions. And again, it's not the shame. I just want to be able to see the experience. Now that's not to say that's everybody's experience. Because even you, you to what you telling me, this is news to me. That sounds like a good experience because it's more internal. And I, from what I've heard and seen, most people don't have that internal preparedness to go to a PWI and still be in the mix. How you in the mix still? Be able to say, yeah, they went through what we went through the same stuff together. We played ball together, but at the end of the day, I'm still me. I'm I know what I'm here for. I know what they set me up for. Everybody don't have that. But uh, that's what I'm getting for that. Go ahead, Miss uh Miss Jerker. Well, well, let me first let me start off by saying it really doesn't matter if you go to a PWI or SBCU, long as you Network, you communicate with people while you're on campus. You, right. you that was get a big active. Curve. Let me tell y'all, networking is the biggest thing. Yeah, you get active on campus. Once you graduate, your success level can be amazing. You just have to put in the work. As long as you put in the work, right. All and, good. But see, that was the thing as far as what we were talking with him again, as far as the, the close knit and the community feel of being at HBCU. How you said you can go and put a hashtag oh, most definitely. On, on social media and ask people and get connected. Like, with most my definitely. podcast, I, I'm I'm connected through network. I learned networking by going to HBCU. Yeah. So when I got to the Army, it was, I finally had got my base. Yeah. Because I didn't have a base coming into that point. Darian got his base in high school. Right. So when he got to college, it was like, okay, I got my core. I can kind of deal with whatever parameters I got. They not asking me, but I know what's right and what's wrong, and I know what to pull from this. Right. 
With me, I've been doing that all the way up through high school. So I get to college and it's like, oh my, these people understand me. Like my counselor, she sound like my auntie. Yeah, it starts as soon as you <laughs> she get there. She sound like my auntie. As soon as you, you go get to the there. professor. Yeah. He looking up. Right. Hey man, I know you don't get this. you out and telling you out. I, I know you can do better than what you're doing. I know you can do better. And you get that type of feel, man. Like, and that's, that's something that, that's something that I, I never, um, I never thought I would get. And again, y'all, I, I didn't graduate. I'm, I was close. I got, I, I was there for three years. But I tell y'all now, but that was the best experience I had yeah, to prepare hard. me for life. Yeah. And I wouldn't trade that shit for the world, bro. That's that's just how I feel, man. Let me go to the, uh, the, the next thing. So uh, this one for you, DT. As far as uh, PWIs, the actual black community on the campus, how big was that? Did y'all have, like I knew Florida State, they had Black Union Wednesdays. So did y'all have, was there a culture? How big was it? Like I've heard some people say, we only got 3,000 black people on campus. And it's like, well, I go, our school is all mostly black and we have over 15,000 people. It wasn't very many black people, but it never mattered. Never mattered? Never mattered. Why is that? Because we here. We here. What you we mean all on 777 Glaze Road. I don't care what color you are. Okay. You my roommate. You stay next to me. I got you. I don't care what color you are. Like, we finna practice. We finna grind. Mm. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your hair look so, like. And, and they, they really treated me like that, but they really treated me a tad bit better. Outside of your... And I, I'm not trying to take away from that either. Outside of your football experiences, how was that community culture? Because you're using a lot of football references, but I want to know your... Outside, I know as a college athlete, that's pretty much your life. That's it. That's pretty much a life. That's life. it. But I know there some instances appearance. that you had away from it. Yeah. Even if it was short-lived, what was it like? Because I know it had to be like, dang, okay, outside of the sports thing, this is how I feel about this. I just told a student this story today. Let's hear it. We got time. I'm hanging out. This for local era. Hey. <laughs> hey, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, you done got me going now. No, 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 you want to hear? Man. You want to hear? You want to hear? Let me, I want to hear, but he said that he so got I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out. I'm in the mountains. We all have apartments. Yeah. When you go to a PWI, like, your housing going to be nice. If you don't like nothing else, you can have a nice bed or whatever to sleep in. Mm. So I'm chilling, like... A young lady slapped me in my face. Oh. Like, open hand, slap me. Oh, great yeah. James. Yeah, slap, like, damn. What the five fingers say to the face? Yeah. Like, I remember, like, looking her in her face and was like, if I was to hit you back. No, sir. I'd still be in jail today. Yeah. So I just kind of looked there and was just like, and I'm good, man. I'm going to go back to the it room and grab me a you already know. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! You already know. Bah. Dang. Face was stinging like, damn, hey. boy, let me walk away before I do something crazy. <laughs> but hey, doing something you. crazy never that, crossed my mind. I'm like, even though, even though it, should, it, it sounds like that should be an easy task, bro, it's not. In a reactionary mode, it's not. 
So you, you could have, bro, but you took that. You made that conscious decision. So shout out to you, bro. What? I'm chilling. I got a nice house. My house good. Nice car. Like, why would I risk that? Right. Why would I risk that? Like, what can I prove? She may be mad about whatever the case may be. She got me too. Oh, she got you too. Bah. I kept it humble, bro. And I tell my students about this all the time. I'm be like, listen, what's important to you? Like, yes. if you want to feel like strong, what you gonna do, bro? You can't strike her, man. Yeah. You can't do it. And why would you? Why would you do that? And and that's the crazy part about it, cause when you think about most of the stuff that you do here, I guess on the news, it's at these PWIs with the athletes. Right across the tracks at Florida State, them boys, UFC over there. If I went with my I'm first mind, to I'd still be viral to this day. That shit is. <laughs> I'd still be viral bad. to this day. That's really, bad. but. I mean, like I said, man, I commend you on that because as easy as this, it should sound, it's not. In the, in the heat of the moment, in the reactionary moment, I walked away anytime it happened, but any nigga will tell you that bit, it's, I ain't gonna say it ran, it sprinted across a nigga mind like, boy, I could, but I'm not. Let me walk away. So understand what you risk. I'm in the mountains of Alabama. Who gonna come get me? Who gonna come get me? Oh, like I'm up I was about there. to say the soldier boy. What's up, Jericho? <laughs> Them crackers. Who's HBCU? <laughs> y'all gonna hop on the road? Y'all gonna pull up? Hey, I'm in the mountains. I'm in Texas. I'm nah, man, I get, it. I get it. I get it. It's not even that, man. So it's, for y'all, I'm not gonna make that mistake. Whether it's race or not, I, just, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I'm, not gonna make, I'm not gonna make y'all feel like y'all gotta come get me because mm. I'm mad. Race or not, I, 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 I concur. So I guess... With you also being that there, and this really, I can't even say just there, this go for both of y'all. Scandals, white collar crimes, it's college. I know y'all have seen the new stuff that popped out, but obviously, me personally, I know this ain't just going on at a PWI. Who wanna go first? It's on y'all. <laughs> you know, HBCUs, because I was working on campus all the time that Pam was going through. My goddamn net. Listen, I was going through. <laughs> I was there working on working on campus on times that we had these scandals at Pam, and like to this day, it just really pisses me off when I see that it's never people outside coming in. It's always for us alumni. Mm -hmm. It's always people that have worked there for years and years. You have these positions on campus, and your check just not big enough. At so all. you want to come and take our good old tuition. That's part of the reason You're I coming love. taking our NS fees. These this money that we some of us have to bleed and cry for. Ham is right and good. Hello, and, and you just come and years. You come to take <laughs> our money, like why? That's what we I already get. have it hard trying to be an HBCU, trying to stay open, because we know the state not going to give it to us. At all. So we trying to get it the best we can, but then here y'all go with y'all hand out, coming, <laughs> taking our money. Like, I just, I don't understand it. And it sometimes it just makes me, as an alumni, because all y'all do need to join the JRE League. 
for all those Rattlers out oh, there. Yeah. National Alumni Association, going to join. Definitely. But it just makes me mad as an alumni. Like, I'm paying my dues. I don't right. go to school. I done did all this. I done did all that. And then here y'all go. You didn't even go to fam coming in here. You the president or the and vice president what? or you in these positions they come put, to take they the money. All they, they, they people on. That's yeah, why, putting these people on. Financial aid. Ain't nobody answering the phone. Yeah, because your cousin and your cousin Jackie, exactly. she done took four lunch breaks already. Exactly. You done been there for it's 10 years. people in line trying to get their they starving. You done been, they you done been working rent. on tapis for Can't 10 years. Can't buy no noodles. Exactly. Can't get no lick, nothing. Can't buy no hell, no outfit. You can't go on free break. Professor, like, what's wrong with you? Man, I ain't even got no pencil, dog. I can't exactly. get no notebook. Listen. They won't give me nothing. But they getting something, not because this shit, it's a lot of kids. They are out in Dubai. They they are Abu Dhabi it's and a, Puerto whole, Rico for spring break. Look, so I'm trying to figure out what fam they go that's to. That's a whole new generation. listen. Mm-mm. I wouldn't even know how to fit in. If I, I went back, if I did go back yeah, and it's, finish it's that fam, you, I would feel so it's out of new. place. It's, it's new. The I real. remember that being a 28-year-old when I was, when right. I was 19. It's, and he did seem like he was out of place. And I was just like, yep, that's yeah. going to be me. I'm going to be so out of place. It's definitely a new family. Like it ain't, it ain't the same. I don't even think Duval rep the same like they did when we was done. But it is what it is, you know. With time comes change, so they gotta do what they can. Yeah. So we gonna be right back, y'all. We gonna take a short break. It's the White Show. To the white show, uh, we back. We here. Let's jump back into it, Mr. DT. Uh, we gonna uh, go where we started off at, uh, or left off at, with scandals and white collar. Uh, basically, like your experience with the administration, you know, uh, versus HBCU. We gonna go back to that because we didn't really get to the whole administration. We just kind of talked about maybe scandals and white collar. But yeah, I mean, what's as far as your experience? Nothing. You choking? Big time. <laughs> I ain't see it. I ain't do it. I wasn't in on it. But do you think Don't it ask me that. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, but did it happen, I just play ball, bro. I don't know. You don't know? I play ball, bro. All right. I play ball, man. I'm here to play ball and study. You play ball. And that's just what I do. I ain't gonna put you in a tough spot, man. It's sure. NCAA might be listening. Right. NCAA, listen up. to get y'all for years, though. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely listen because they made me sign some paperwork that said I never tell. <laughs> <laughs> now okay. disclose your so, agreement. So no, no type of scandals or not like that. No scandals with us, man. At least from your understanding. Or how you feel about that overall outside of your actual school? No, there was no scandals with us. Like they gave kids. No, no, no not your not your school. I just wanted to get your your opinion because I'm 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 just asking y'all in general. How do you feel in comparison? We can't compare ourselves with nobody else, Brother White. Come on, man. So, 
So, so, so. You can go deep in, and we can do that. It's just a conversation. It's not. Far, as far as my mm-hmm. NCAA experience, there was no scandal. Like, scandal mean like trouble. So, nothing happened outside of your school that you saw and was like, dang, that's crazy in comparison to what you might have saw versus HBCU. You didn't see nothing else. Not your, your the school that you attended. I just want to know your opinion as far as. You still ain't see nothing? No scandals. Okay. They leave the school. Go ahead, Jericho. I don't care what school you at. Scandals are going to happen, okay? Uh, PWIs, HBCUs, they're going to happen. It's just some schools that they are magnified and some schools they will not. Now, I know um, for the NM, for example, we had our whole 2011 incident with our champion, and that went worldwide. The same thing happened at Ohio State a couple of years later, and yeah. no one knew about it. So it just depends on the school whether the scam is going to, the scandal is going to come out or not. But they happen everywhere. Because as long as humans going to be there, it's going to be human error, and humans going to get greedy, and it's going to happen. Uh, so I don't care what school Let me say my at. part, because you saying human error and all, it ain't no error. That I see the stuff intentionally. That I, as well. Y'all could be politically correct. I don't give a damn. This stuff go on at both schools. Hello. It's not quiet. Hello. They just don't talk. And when people get caught, they get brought to light. Now, obviously, for the most part, if you listen to my show, most of my stuff is geared towards black culture. And what we see most of the time is a picture they try to paint of black people. So, oh, yeah. obviously, with the HBCU, it's going to get put out there oh, to yeah. the forefront anytime it happens, as soon as they catch wind of it. Oh, yeah. What I've noticed with the PWIs, not to say that it doesn't go unnoticed, it takes a while because obviously how our country is, they're funding more money. Right. So they're able to keep things under wraps and they can do things of they that nature. They can afford to pay to keep, keep it quiet. under wraps. And when it comes to a point where they can't, they bring the whole house down and then everybody's shocked like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And oh, what you mean you can't believe it? Penn State. Joe Paterno. Come on. It's happening. And, and like I said, this is at every college institution. Oh, this one, it's so, going to happen. And, and DT's word, he's right. You can't compare it because they all do the same stuff. Exactly. That's it don't matter no, what respect, color you I are. I respect his, his, his answer because I know his position. But it's the white show. <laughs> and it don't matter you, what color you are. And it's probably it happening, honestly, at uh, white institutions more than blacks. Okay, but because well, why you feel that? Go ahead. We, because we, it's, a combo. It's, it's actually, it's more money. They have more money to take. They have so more money to fun, is that always, funnel. Is that always the case? Is it really just a money issue? I mean, it could be money. It can be corruption. Like, we just saw with the celebrities that were paying I'm to not, get their I'm daughters just, into the institution. Because I feel with me, I feel like it's literally all money talks. I'm, yeah, pretty much. Like I said, with the celebrities that just paid to get their students into these institutions. Like, I worked off my marriage. I had academics. So I know what I need to put in to get in the schools that I got in. And for them to sit there and pay to get into these institutions, like, I feel some type of way. Because, like, the lady that's suing those uh, Yale and those institutions, she said, yeah. That could have been her son's spot, but y'all it's sitting up paying this money. The spot. Like money, money talks. They like dropping, they dropping millions. So it's yeah, like, oh, like you could have just dropped me that and could have paid for me to go to med school. Yeah, straight up. That, that's that's how it is. I'm... So I mean, I mean, I guess that's that's the experience I had um, as far as like scandals and our experiences with the administration. Uh, DT's been kind of mm. very PG thirteen on that. Mm. Uh, What's your take? Counselors, advisors, professors, <laughs> the calf, 
don't know that ain't admin, but they 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 part of some of this stuff. <laughs> the cafeteria lady I work with still work at that cafeteria to this day. Black lady, Miss Pearl. Miss Pearl. Miss Pearl. Black lady. Come on now. If I was walking that kid cafeteria right now, she would call I me bet by you my she name. Went to HBCU. <laughs> She never went to college. She did. She never went to college. Neither did her or anybody else who worked in the cafeteria. Yeah. Nah, never went to college. Y'all probably like, why would I say that about somebody working in the cafeteria? There are some elder people who do take on jobs after they retire. And at HBCU, I don't think that's uncommon. Just saying. But yeah. I know those ladies personally. They never went to college. They barely speak English. Okay. Well, yeah, you down south, so you can kind of expect South Florida. South Raton, Pompano Beach, West Palm Beach, Boca Raton. Like yeah, you down there. I'm in there. Bye. I'm in there. <laughs> the I guess it's a little bit nah, different than the mountains. I mean, it's of different for us. Way like, different. Much different. Because it's literally like a family. Like, we there. It's... It's literally like a family, like we there, you know, these advisors, these professors, these teachers, they take us on and we literally <laughs> become family. Like my uh, nursing advisor, mm -hmm. when I applied to the program, I didn't get in my first time. So my second time I applied and it literally was like, she cussed me out. Like, why you in these classes not doing what you need to do? You got a scholarship. You trying to keep this scholarship. You need to sit your ass in there and do what you need to do so you can get into this program. And it was just like, a, it was like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, you had my mama number. You calling my mama, telling her what I'm doing. I'm like, girl, I'm in school. Like, what's up? But it's it's a big family. The calf workers, we had nicknames for them. We knew them by oh, name. Yeah. Like, especially when you didn't have I a meal plan. I can't remember what's the lady with the mustache. I don't know. All I can say, boy, she was man, a gay lady with dreads. Right she used to, she used to look out. Yeah, and you had a meal plan. Extra food. You slide in. She like, oh yeah, give me, just give they me your, me in give that, me your Rattler card. Let me swipe. I ain't even got to swipe. Uh, I done ran yeah, out of swipes, uh, Miss. Uh, exactly. Lady, like, can I just, get in just one They looked time? out. Everybody like, looked yeah, out. Go ahead. Yeah, and fried chicken wings, definitely good. Advisors kept it with. They kept it real, like. Get your stuff together. You ain't finna get in this program. All these people coming uh, from out of town and so everywhere trying to get in this program. I got to play my devil's advocate because, because I again, I, I dropped out. So I had my good experiences and I had my, my bad experiences. Now, let me give you my administrative part because I did say how when I came there, it was like my auntie, the feeling. That's when I got there. Now, um, I ended up switching my major, so I had a different uh, advisor, counsel, whatever it is. I can't remember. Yeah, and uh, terrible. Terrible. That was part of the reason I left. So, I, you know, I did my little thing. Freshman year, I was very studious. Uh, sophomore year was... Uh, whew. <laughs> sophomore year, it... it uh, sophomore year, it, it, it just... It... <laughs> I messed up. Let's put it that way. I got that apartment. I was off campus. Oh, man, you got four niggas from Duval County in one household. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. It, it went it went down. I messed up. Junior year, light bulb clicked on. <laughs> and uh, I was supposed to... I was getting everything right. I had to get it, you know, go holler at my advisor, and she... She was like, yeah, we're going to get you back. I had to sign some paperwork. 
This is where the bull crowd come in. I'm chasing baby around campus for a whole two months. Yeah. A whole two months. Can't find her. I done left a message with the secretary. I done left a, a <laughs> note on her door. I done text her. I done called her. I done voicemail her. She was a professor. I went to her after hours. I even went to where oh, she yeah. was supposed to have class. I was going to sit in there. She wasn't there. I'm like, okay. I see how we doing this. Finally get him. Got the signature. She telling me about how I got to do this and do that. And we're going to try to get you to graduate. She want me to take more classes. I'm like, I ain't with it. Yeah. Finally turned in my paperwork to financial aid. I'm thinking I'm about to be straight. They told me I should get my money in a couple weeks so I can pay my rent. I ain't had my classes wasn't paid for yet. How the semester going? Midterms coming up. Didn't get my money. Still ain't got it. Go up to financial aid. Hey, I did this and that. And I'm a young nigga, so I ain't thinking I ain't get no copy of the shit. I asked them, oh, we never got it. Y'all, what? Oh, we never got it. Okay. But I tell y'all, please don't take this the wrong way. I, got some, I had some crazy thoughts. If it was ever time for a bomb. Put <laughs> <laughs> here your building. If it was ever time shit, for a bomb. Yeah. That was it. It's definitely room for improvement. I walked away. And that's why I love, man. That shit was the worst administration yeah. experience it's, it's I had. It's room for improvement. It's room for improvement. Professors, uh, they used to curve the hell out of some of my grades. That I didn't understand because I wanted to really learn some stuff. But I, I'm, I never been a school nigga. So like when I got to college, I tried to put myself to being that. So nigga. if you were really a school nigga, how would the teacher respond to that? Like, if you're not meeting the standards, should the teacher retain you? Well, that wasn't you? my teacher. That was my advisor. So as far as the, with the teachers, they're curving our grades because they know the success of the passing rate of the class, and they know how it affects the university. So at least to keep the university going, to not show that they've flunking 700 students with their, with four different classes of over 100 something people, they curve the grade because they understand it. They want you to really get the basics. So they don't want to fail that many of their people. Not, not every professor, but there's some that do that. And a, some, a lot of the times I felt shortchanged because I was like, cool, I'm passing, but I don't know anything about this. And I pray to God this ain't in my major because I'm going to be lost. So that was part of the some of the experience I had. I'm like, this is cool, but it ain't because I ain't learning nothing. And I'm already not a school nigga, so like I'm losing my interest because I'm not learning nothing. Y'all ain't giving me money. Shit, I'm ready to slide. Maybe I should have went to a PWI. And that's that's the experiences I had, you know. So that's what I'm trying to that's that's my point of this episode. Just not to again to put two against each other to get people to understand the experiences and what you can really make of it, not what it does for you, what you can make of it. Cause they all do something. DT, it gave you your you had your inner your inner uh morals, but it still gave you a lot of stepping stones to your brotherhood that you have with playing ball of being around different people when you went to a black school when everybody who played ball was black. So, yes sir. And it just really challenged me. Cause I knew they didn't care what color I was. Yeah. It was about how hard you know I was. You know that wholeheartedly. I do though. Okay. I do though. Like they didn't care what color I was. 
don't care how I look. Mm-hmm. Now, they may have treated me differently because of how I look. If I show up with that work, who cares what I look like? Mm-hmm. If I show up on time, who cares what I look like? If I show up and produce, if I'm the top, who cares, really, what color am I? I care what color I am. Yeah. And I don't like people treat me a certain way because of that. So it's not necessarily what I think of them, but that's what I'm trying to pull from them when I say with your experiences. And, and I like your experiences because, again, all of that's coming from what you have inside morally. So that part I respect. So it's like, you don't see it, but it doesn't mean it ain't there. And it's the same way on the HBCU campus. It's colorism and it's also classism. When you hear about the fashion and all everybody keeping up to dress who to the Who clean and who ain't? Who clean who ain't? Who light skin and who ain't? Because in the next six months of your freshman yeah. year, half your class ain't gonna be there. No. I'm talking about who dressing fresh. Yeah. I, I made it, but I was struggling to get to that point. Yeah. You feel me? So it's like, you going to PWI, not one time through this, the conversation did you have any point to what I, that was relevant, and that's good. That's a good point, but people may not know that going to PWI. Nah, uh, and I really didn't know what I signed up for. Yeah, I had no idea what I signed up for. I walked around, bright eyed, bushy tail, like yeah, mm-hmm. and I really vividly remember looking my mama in her face saying, "I want to go to a black school." All these people white. And you know what she said? What she said? Just stay down here for a semester and see how you like it. If you don't like it, you can go. Word for word. Shout out to moms. Verbatim. <laughs> Shout out to moms. All right, let me let's switch gears. This uh kind of last thing I want to get into. And um I don't know if any of y'all are in it, because I'm not up on it. Greek life. <laughs> What's the Greek life? Uh, I'm gonna let you start first since we already on you. Go ahead, DT. I don't know. You don't know? You have you seen it? You can't keep saying you don't know. I know you got eyes, man. You done seen it. <laughs> you ain't see nobody on campus. You ain't go to no party. Nobody wasn't in class with you. It looked like they like they yeah, love it. Like uh-huh. they pay the price for it. Mm-hmm. You know. And what it? I see is like they pay the price for this something that they earned. It's like I did this, like I did this. Was it a, a big culture of that though on your camp? Did you how Absolutely often did not. you see it? Okay, that's what I'm trying to get at. How often you saw it? Rarely, rarely. rarely. I, again, I, I get you being a student athlete, so obviously rarely. you was more into the sports. But just you know, in passing, if you did you see it, and you say no. Uh, nah. As far as uh, if you did party, would you go to any? That's not important. I just want to know. Uh, no, went, really. Wherever I felt welcome there. Yeah. And that's where people go. They go where they feel welcome there. So okay. if I match you in colors, I'd come hang out with you. Yeah. But I never warm, so I went where I felt welcome there. And I went to several Greek parties. I went to some of the biggest AKA Greek shows, 50s, yeah. okay. 60s, AKAs, like Deltas, like hanging out, like. And what I liked is it was just look, it's look like it was hanging out, man. Okay. Yeah. I feel you. I'm, I'm, like you said, you you like what they did. You didn't really dibble and dabble in it too much, but you saw it enough to where you understood it. Uh, let's go ahead with Jerrica. 
Well, I was never given the opportunity uh, to pledge, although I wanted to. Okay. But Greek life, I, I can speak for FAMU, it is a very serious matter. Okay. Um, it is taken very serious. Greeks pretty much, I don't want to say run the campus, but for them, it's like a biggest, you know, biggest, who has the biggest balls contest, whether they can have <laughs> Miss FAMU or Mr. Ooh. FAMU or we got the SGA president. It's, it's bragging rights. So when it comes to springtime, we have springtime coming up now. So we got the Greek parties that are about to go on, you know, the juice jams and the Mardi Gras and Greek life on HBCU campuses is very, it's it's very prominent and it's, it's it, it kind of, it helps, yeah, it helps with the camaraderie. As soon as you come out of class, like, they yeah, are, you, when they especially in class, set, you, see you know, them, they got you, their colors on. You there, you want to see them stroll. To me, it's, stroll. Like, it's, it's like a gang out there. Yeah, it, it really is. They got their colors on, they got their yeah. section, you better not disrespect them. It brings a lot of spirit and, and camaraderie to the campus. I thought about doing it, I actually, is, I was involved in the party life, but I was not involved with anything within the school. Like I think the most I did was NAACP, but that's because yeah. that's my life. Yeah. As you can see the stuff well, I'm talking about. I was about. very involved, but so I had I, 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 I just, I, when it comes to the Greek life, I got mixed, mixed feelings with it. It's, it's like, it's cool. I saw it, I liked it at first, but then it just, it became sometime, somewhat of a burden every now and then. Yeah. I got a lot of confrontations. Oh, it definitely takes up a... <laughs> I got a lot of confrontations. When you pledging, it, it takes up a lot of time. So if you're not committed to the cause, don't do it. Like, if you know you're not going to be... Yeah. If you can't handle it, don't even invest your money in it, don't do it, because it's, it's going to take up your time, you know? I had friends that pledged and helping them pledge, and I was tired, and I wasn't even one online. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very time-consuming once you pledge, but... It's a bond that you will always have once you get done with the process. Yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you do you have any, uh, as far as your family, any Greek life? No? Yeah, it's, it's my family is all over. Um, oh, it's all I have over. cousins that are Omegas. I have cousins that are AKAs, aunties that are AKAs, mm -hmm. aunties that are Deltas. I know a new Zeta. Nope. Uh, I, I know everybody. Everybody. Yeah, I got friends. I only Zetas. know a couple. I don't have them in my family. It's not that deep. Yes. Um, I just, it's, it's, it's mixed. I mean, like I said, it's cool. I had some confrontations. You know, they tried me. But they tried somebody I know. And uh -huh. being from Duval, I ain't going for it. You ain't going to go down like that? Where you from? Yeah. Who run with you? If you're running away, it's Yeah. I understand and that. And they definitely, they're going to try. You, know? <laughs> well, you ain't no bitch. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I ain't no thug, but I ain't no bitch either. <laughs> That's no how I look bitch. at life. Thank you, sir. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's that's just that's my experience with Greek life, man. If y'all only do your thing, yeah, uh, obviously it's just sororities. All y'all beautiful, <laughs> but um, I'm not joining it. No thanks. That's that's what it is, man. That's all I got today for the White Show, man. We're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Y'all can go ahead and get y'all outros, you know, tell them what you're doing, if you got something coming up, uh, if you if you got a project, or if you don't have anything going on, you just want to tell them your, your social media, go ahead and do that plug-in real quick. Ladies first. Okay, all my social media handles are the same. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at slick, S-L-I-C-K underscore J-R-I-C. 
make sure y'all get at me, especially on Twitter, because that's why I be popping that for real. Okay. Go ahead, Mr. DT. And the only reason they want to follow me is because I ain't no... Come on, man. Weak-minded individuals. Hey, Follow man. me on Instagram, btdt6. My email address is Darian Thomas, first name, last name, 24, at gmail.com. I would love to share some information with you. It's what we do. We put in work. We get it in. Brother White, Blanco, take us out. There y'all have it. I want to thank y'all again for... For listening to The White Show, again, man, like, share, comment. If you're on uh, Apple uh, Podcasts, go ahead and give me a rating and review. If you're on the Anchor app, go ahead and uh, applaud it and favorite it. Uh, man, y'all, let's just keep it going. Keep it sharing. I'm going to keep coming up with good topics. Keep improving. This is what I do. This is what I like. Uh, it's only going to get better. It's The White Show. Never